Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Welcome back to Electric Ideas. I am someone who thinks Halloween is just super fun and have a special Halloween episode in store for you today. My guest is Melissa Brunetti, and Melissa is an intuitive and sensitive to spirits. She's been involved with multiple ghost hunts, many of which have been featured on paranormal television shows. And she's also host of the Mind Your Own Karma podcast, which is all about living an authentic life you love. Melissa is someone who's very anchored in her own authenticity, and this is why she decided to be transparent with her listeners. So she did reveal that she has been able to see, feel, and hear spirits, see people's auras, and connect to spirits who want to give their loved ones messages from the other side. And just for fun, because she's just enjoying tapping into this part of herself, she shares these personal paranormal and unexplained experiences, as well as highlight some of other people's stories on what she calls the karma files. And they're little bonus episodes that she releases on her podcast once a month on the full moon. So this conversation definitely stretches a bit beyond the typical electric ideas realm. But as with any episode, take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't. There is a spooky Halloween story that Melissa shares. So she's obviously celebrating and enjoying her gifts. So I'm just inviting you to be open-minded. I also am feeling called to expand just a little bit on something Melissa touches on that I think should be maybe the real fear factor this season. And that's hiding who you are because it makes other people feel comfortable. Because I think that this is a big mistake. Honoring all of your pieces is a gateway to deeper relationships and living a life that feels authentic and of service. Regardless of what you jive with from this episode, I really hope you reflect on this idea, which Melissa embodies so beautifully. I'm wishing everybody a safe and happy Halloween. All right, let's do this. Melissa, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, Whitney. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. I don't get to talk about this very much, so this is fun. (laughs) Well, this is such an interesting side of you, and I'm so glad you're open to sharing. So let's just dive right in. Absolutely. Let's go. Okay. So you're someone who is very open about being a sensitive. And just to kind of ground our listeners, you talk about experiences being touched by unseen hands. You've been communicated to by people who kind of have passed to the other side and maybe have messages. So let's start from the beginning. When did you start noticing this? So that's a good question because I've never remember a first experience because I think I've had experiences my entire life since I was born. So I don't remember that first encounter or experience, but I just remember being four or five years old and going to public places and just seeing spirits. And I was terrified because I didn't know what was going on. 
And I would look around at everybody else and nobody else was reacting (laughs) to what I was seeing. And so that felt very isolating because you felt like you were the only one you felt weird. And, you know, it's not something at five years old that you talk to your friends and tell them that you see ghosts because that's a fast track to having no friends. (laughs) So that's not something you bring up to your friends. And I just, I felt so strange that I didn't even want to talk to my parents about it. I didn't know how they were going to react. And, you know, I grew up in the seventies and I grew up Catholic and all I knew was from movies I was seeing on TV about people being possessed and, you know, that kind of thing. And so I was just super scared to say anything because I didn't know how people were going to react. And I just felt like I was the only one. The worst times were at night because I would feel, actually, I would hear footsteps in the carpet, like leading up to my bed. And I would just throw the covers over my head and you could hear them stop right by your bed and you could just feel eyes on you. And I was just petrified under there. And so those were the scariest times were like at night. But what I did find out as I got older, I was adopted. And so I found my biological, uh, both sides, my mom and my dad's side. And I found out that this is generational. So my mother has a lot of the same similar gifts that I did. And I remember visiting her and one of our first meetings and we were sitting at the dinner table, probably not the best time to bring it up in front of everybody. But I said, Hey, I said, by the way, do you like, do you see spirits? Do you like have any, you know, encounters? And she just, she looks up from her plate and she's like, we'll talk about this later. (laughs) So we did. And I was just blown away because our similarities in our gifts were, it was just amazing. And then I ended up meeting my birth father and my two half sisters are very much in tune with their spiritual side. And my sister lives in a house that's haunted and it's been on a TV show. And my other sister's just very, very in tune. Also, we all, we're all kind of different in our gifts as far as on that side, but It is generational. So that helped me open up even more at that point and feel like I wasn't so strange. (laughs) Yeah. Let me jump in here for you. You're like, I saw these spirits. It's like, what did that look like? Well, when as a child, you know, you're so open that it was difficult sometimes to figure out who was real and who was spirit. It was more of a feeling too, that I was having just this fear And like I said, I'd look around and nobody else was, I felt like nobody else was reacting to what I was seeing. And especially at church, that was the big, that's the biggest thing. Everyone thinks, oh, don't go to the graveyard. No, church had the most (laughs) spirits for me. I don't know if it's because people feel safe there and, you know, I don't know, but church was terrifying for me because there was so many spirits in church. Oh my gosh. I have so many questions. Okay. We're getting (laughs) into all this. So I could understand why you don't have this like first experience moment, because it seems like it's just been something that's just always been a part of you. Yes. And it seems like that was validated when you had kind of this feeling that it was something that was, you know, in your family. Yeah. But you seems like as you in adulthood, you just accepted it more and like, let yourself be at peace with this being a part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. 
but how does it feel? Because, you know, when you say it from a child's lens, I just get that sense of fear. And you're saying it was scary, mm-hmm. like these people, but how does it feel now? Is it scary? Is it annoying? Is it comforting? No. I don't know. Like, tell us. Yeah. It's a total gift now because I've learned that you can actually control it as a child. I didn't know that. And I didn't know of anyone to ask. I don't, you know, no one in my family would have known. So yeah, you can control it. And I think that's big for kids to realize that they can control their gift because I think it's that feeling of, and being out of control with it and that you feel like you can't control it, that causes the anxiety in these kids and the fear. So letting them know how to do that is huge. So I learned that as I got older And I have had to do that because I kind of am a free spirit with it. It's not like I do readings for people where I have to tune in. It's more kind of like I'll walk into a place and go, oh, now I feel it, you know, and it's not something I'm like looking for, but I just kind of let it flow. I let it happen. So when I'm reading people, I recently had a friend whose husband passed away and I see her professionally as well. And so I see her professionally quite a bit more than I am as a friend. And so I saw on Facebook, her husband had passed and he's young. And I was just like, what happened? You know, immediately my brain is thinking, you know, you had to have an accident. But then when I tuned in, I meditated later that day, I could tell that he had committed suicide. And I was like, I had no idea he was having any problems. Like this can't be true. Well, it turned out it was true that he, he did have some issues that I hadn't known about and stuff. And so he was giving me messages for his wife and, you know, you kind of have to be very discerning when you give messages to people because not everyone (laughs) wants to hear that, you know, I'm not Teresa Caputo, the long Island medium that I could just, I'm famous and I could walk up to people and say, your mom's talking to me. And, you know, I know you don't know me, but you're going to be looked at really weird. So you kind of have to be discerning on who you share with, but most people are pretty open to it. And my friend was, she's very spiritual as well. So she was actually wanting the information and once in a while he'll pop back in. It's been a year and a half that he's passed and he popped back in the other day and gave me some more messages for her. And so I was telling her and so I think it's comforting for a lot of people, but you, you do have to have that discerning spirit as to who you actually tell. Yeah. So what, what type of messages are people usually trying to convey through you? You know, you get the normal stuff. The ones that I like to convey are the ones that are apologizing for being a certain way when they were here in life. And being able to give those details to people, I think means a lot for my friend. It was interesting because I hated to kind of say some of the things I had to tell her, but he was in such turmoil in life that he felt relief and he wanted her to feel relief as well because she was really getting drugged through the mud, you know, with him having, he had a traumatic brain injury. So, and he was dealing with it for like five years. And so he was very up and down and up and down and just not himself. So she was in it as well. And he wanted to let her know it was okay to feel relief that I'm not there anymore to have to to deal with all of this. And that was big for her to hear as well, because she did feel relief and she felt also like she shouldn't feel that way. So that kind of gave her permission 
that he was okay with her feeling that relief that he wasn't such a burden on her anymore. Another thing you talk about is auras and how you just have this sense of people's auras in their everyday living. I'd like to hear what your definition of an aura is. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know I could read auras until I did this class. I just did it for fun. And we each had to get up in front of the class and like everybody was trying to read everyone's aura. What do you see, you know, when this person gets up there? And so the person would be walking up to the stage and I would go, oh, they're yellow. Oh, they're green. Oh, they're blue. You know, like I see red. And then the teacher, after everybody would say that I I was like right on with the teacher and I was like, oh man, I can really see these auras. This is weird, you know? So aura is kind of like your energy bubble. You can feel your aura when people get too close to you and you feel like you're in my personal space. That's where your aura is. So it's basically an energy bubble that some people can see outside of the body and it's a frequency basically that you're emitting and you can emit that through like your health, how you're thinking, your mood. So it can change and evolve. You can have different colors, you know, you can have more than one color. Usually when I see them, I see the main color. I don't really see more than one on people, but I know that you can have more than one. So in each color obviously means different things. So if you're red, you know, you're fiery, you're passionate. If you're yellow, you're happy and vibrant. Blue is more like of a spiritual energy. Green is like healing and growing. It could also be jealousy. So there's also like, it could also be some negative Mm -hmm. associations with different colors. Black, you can either be evil or you could be powerful. So you can kind of tell like if you're, you know, when you've been around people and you're like, I just don't like that person. (laughs) I don't know why, but you get a vibe off of somebody, you know? So their aura is probably like that negative side of the color or whatever's going on with them. But yeah, so that's what I feel like it is. It's kind of a, it's your energy bubble. I'm curious how you remedy this because you are doing, and we can talk about later what you're up to. You are honoring this talent in your life, but you also have an entire life where you're, you know, working in healthcare or like have had jobs that would people would say are in the normal realm, you know, <laughs> <Yes>. sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I'm mostly in the normal realm. I mostly you, live in the normal realm. <laughs> you you are mostly living in the normal realm. And I just think that's an important distinction to make as we're having this conversation, because, well, I think it's cool that you're just being open about this. I, I gotta ask, like, so you're out there in your normal life. Are you just like seeing people's auras all the time or in energy? Like, how do you remedy that? Yeah. And that's part of what I was talking about with the kids and learning how to control it, especially with auras and that kind of thing. I do have to tune in. Like, I don't see everybody's aura, (laughs) you know, all the time I would have to be like, I'm going to tune into that. And I'm going to look at this person's aura right now at work. You know, I'm in the medical field. So, cause I do like to practice my skill because you do have to practice it. So sometimes just for fun, I'll like have to get a history on somebody medically and I'll be like, looking at them and I'm like, okay, they're going to tell me that they take this medication, that they've had this surgery, that, you know, they've had this many kids and this, that. And so I'll kind of test myself and just kind of practice all my patients sometimes (laughs) without them knowing, (laughs) but but yeah, normally (laughs) it's something that I really have to tap into. And the only way I can kind of describe tapping in and how that feels is if you're a meditator and you meditate 
and you go into that deep meditation and your brain is blank, but then you start getting images or feelings or things pop in your head. It's kind of like that for me tapping in, except the things are coming so fast that I can't think about it. It just comes out. I talk about it before I could even think about what I'm saying. So it's not something that I can taint with my mind because the information's coming so fast that my mouth is just moving. And I, I half the time, I don't even remember what I said a lot of the times because my mind is blank. So it's kind of almost like somebody's talking through me, I guess. I don't know, but I, I kind of think of it as being in a deep meditation and having those visions and feelings coming to you as you're meditating. It's kind of like that. That makes sense to me. I, I mean, I'm a meditator and I understand getting to that state and kind of having a sense of intuitive hits, but for, for you, it's just kind of like channeling through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this leads me to something I wanted to ask you about, because you have said that you think everybody has a certain degree of intuition, whether mm-hmm. they're sometimes open to it or not. Yeah. Tell us about that. I think what happens is we lose our intuition because we live in a society where it's groundhog's day every day and we kind of get in a routine and a lot of us just want to get through the day. And so we're not in tune, you know, we're not noticing the little things we're just going, going, going. So I think that's one thing is to stop and notice things and feel things. But the other thing is to have intuition, you have to be living an authentic life because otherwise, if you don't trust yourself, if you don't know who you are, you're not going to trust your intuition. So if you're not in touch with who you are, then you're not going to believe these feelings and things that are coming to you. So that was part of my journey as well, where I took a huge leap because, you know, I wasn't living authentically and I, it was groundhog's day every day. And the life the lifestyle that I was living, wasn't something that it was open to talk about those kind of things. It was kind of looked down upon. So I buried it for a long time. So when I started to come around and embrace the gift again, which I love, I don't know why I ever let anybody squelch it, but I think it's funny because when you talk to people about it, strangers, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sensitive to spirits. You get two reactions. It's either that's so cool. Or you get, oh my God, you're weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so uncomfortable talking. I don't know who you are anymore. Like you get, you know, that uncomfortable feeling. So, but I've learned to be authentic with it because it's a part of me and I love it. And if people are open to it, I'm happy to share it. So. Yeah. Well, speaking of just having that openness, which it seems like just to, just to mirror that back to you, it sounds like you kind of like squelched your gifts, whether it was from external, you know, Mm -hmm. just our fear, lots of, could be lots of different reasons, but then by kind of getting back to your feeling of self, you opened yourself back up and now you're really leaning into it in some interesting ways in the same vein of just having our openness to this type of thing. Lots of people talk about symbols and I know people in my listenership are going to be curious about ways that they might hear from people, lost loved ones, that sort of thing. And lots of people bring up symbols, like a common one for me is like pennies or feathers that people talk about when people are maybe trying to pass a message from the other side. And I really like your take on, is this happening or what these mean or 
anything. Yeah. Feathers are a huge one for me. So that's my big one. And the color of the feather means a lot as well. So my brother passed away years ago. And about two days before he passed, I was walking into an antique store and there was a huge black feather laying there. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, it just caught my eye. It was so big. And I'd never seen a feather like that before. And then two days later, my brother passed just out of the blue. So feathers are huge for me. It always means there's a spirit around me or there's a warning type of thing. I think a lot of people, and this is so true because once you connect with a certain thing, like my brother, when I see a hummingbird, I think of my, well, my brother's here. My grandma's a butterfly. My grandpa's a red dragonfly, you know, songs. Come on. If you relate a certain thing to a certain person, they do also. So that's how they can communicate with you. I totally believe in that. I mean, I have songs for people. They come on and I just, you can just feel them. They're there. They're always there. But I think in those times, they really, either you need to feel or hear that they're there. And so they're just reminding you that, you know, I'm still here and I'm good. So yeah, they're trying to remind you of a memory or something like that. So I totally believe in signs and symbols. What do you think for people that want to honor people who have passed what can we do more of? Cause you're in touch with these spirits. Like what are they, what do you think we could do more of? I think acknowledging that they are around you because they are trying to get your attention. They are trying to let you know that they're still there. And I think when you doubt that, I think you just need to acknowledge it more that they are there. I am trying to talk to you. I am still here. Play that song, you know, to, that reminds you of them, just like in memory, have great memories, talk about them still. They can hear you. So I think all those things, they don't want to be forgotten and they don't want you to be sad. I think that's like the biggest thing that I see that I just wish I could heal is people that are just, especially when you lose a child or something, the pain is so deep. And I get that it's difficult to let the grief go. But your child does not want you to stay in that grief. They don't want you to remember that they're gone. They want you to remember that they lived. And so they want you to be happy. They don't want you to be sad and crying over them being gone because they're still there. Yes, in a different way. And you need to learn how to connect in a different way. And it, it is very different, but they are still there. So I think that's one way to honor people that have passed is to talk about them and acknowledge of that. All right. Shifting gears a little bit, just because it is Halloween time, mm-hmm. as we know, and I think it's so cool. You've been a sensitive for multiple ghost hunting groups over the years and investigated haunted locations that are known. And I was like, all right, we got to leave time for at least one little <laughs> ghost story <laughs> action. Right. I'm- so lay one on us. There's girl. so many. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So I live in California. And so the little gold rush towns, um, I live nearby that one is Columbia and there was a bed and breakfast there that I visited and stayed at. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, okay, this feels weird, you know? 
And then I met the lady um, that ran the bed and breakfast. Her name was Sam. And she had these blue eyes that were just so piercing. Like she was looking into your soul, right? Not in a creepy way, but just like, wow, like you're intense. You know, I really like connected with her. I loved her. So I go to bed that night and I'm sleeping and this woman comes in. She's a spirit. She comes in and she's shaking me awake. She's frantic and she needs help. She's like, come help me, please. She's like waking me up. She wanted me to come with her. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Oh my I don't, you know, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm staying here. So the next morning I get up and again, you know, you kind of have to be discerning. And I was talking to the person I was with and I was like, I'm going to ask her, I'm going to ask the owner, like, what's up. So I'm like, Hey, Sam, I got woken up by this lady last night and she was frantically trying to get me to help her. I don't know what is something going on here, you know? And she's like, Oh yeah. The room next door to you there was a lady that died in childbirth in that room. She's like, Oh, you met Mary. I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. So I was like, I wonder if she, cause I'm in the medical field. I wonder if she sensed that. And so she was like, come help me. I need help. Just frantically wanting me to come, you know, into the room, but we stayed there multiple times. And every time something would happen, she'd just come in and shake the bed, <laughs> you know, and try and wake me up. We took my kids there. My daughter actually saw her. My daughter could see her. So um, we've had a lot of experiences there. Super cool. You know, not scary. I think, I don't know. None of it's scary to me. Every time I talk about something and people are like, oh my God, didn't you run out of there? I was like, no, that's so cool. (laughs) To me, it's so cool. (laughs) Or someone tells me their experience. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. And they're like, I was freaking out, you know, but I think it's fun. (laughs) Wow, you're you you live a you live a life that that's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> so I, fun, yes. Yeah, so, well, I love your. I do, I don't know. I think it's refreshing because it is. You know, it's just like there's this like fear factor around Halloween, yeah. but I think it's really cool that you're like. Actually, this is part of my life, and it's actually fun and interesting. And you have this totally different perspective. So yeah, thank and you I for don't being open. I, I don't want, you know, because it can be dangerous. It's nothing to play around with. So you do have to know how to protect yourself and and when to leave a location or shut yourself off, especially around Halloween. I know people like to play with the Ouija boards and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I'm not an advocate of those kind of things because it can bring in a lot of nasty things that you can't, that you don't know what you're dealing with. So it can be something harmful if you're not careful. So I am lighthearted about it, but also I, I'm in tune. So I know when to, to be like, Nope, this isn't happening. (laughs) We're not doing this right now. You have to put that protection around you and just be like, "Mm, Nope. So it's, it's nothing to play with, but it, it is fun, but it's nothing to mess around with if you don't know what you're doing. All right. One thing I wanted to circle back, cause you mentioned that you were raised Catholic and I don't know where you are on the spiritual religious spectrum of what you practice today, but I'm just curious how you remedy that with your gifts. If that's something that overlaps and complements or contrasts, I'd just love to hear more. I think that, you know, back in the day that it wasn't as open to talk about in churches. Now you hear a lot of churches talk about discernment and discernment is kind of a knowing 
And that's part of my gift, but they call it discerning. They don't call it that you're psychic or you're sensitive because those are the taboo words you don't want to say. But I mean, in the Bible, there was prophets. Those were basically psychics, but they don't call them that. So I do believe that throughout religion, that there is this spiritual world sprinkled in, but they just call it different things because that world is kind of taboo in the churches. But yeah, growing up Catholic, I was scared at first because like I said, the only thing I had ever seen was movies where they're casting out demons and things. And I was just like, is that me? You know, I'm freaking out. So yeah, I think that it's just labeled differently to be accepted in the churches. So I kind of, I'm not, I'm spiritual. I'm not into the organized religion anymore. That just didn't feel authentic to me. So that's where I just let it fit in because I see it in the Bible. It's just labeled differently. I'm curious what these people were doing in the church. Like when you saw spirits, just, are they praying? Are they hanging out? Yeah, they're hanging out. They're there with the rest of them, just sitting in the pews. Yeah. My mom, most, we always just sit in the back of the church. And so I could see all the pews in front of us. And I was just like, oh my gosh, my mom would go to mass every day. I had to go with her every day. (laughs) And I was just like terrified. I'm like, oh no, I don't want to go to church. (laughs) My mom had no idea, no idea that I was terrified till like recently. She had no clue. She's like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, well, I thought you could tell, but (laughs) she's like, I had no idea. Did the people who were the spirits who you saw when you were young in church, were they there in seeming to be in peace or in pain? Peace. Yeah. Yeah. In peace. Definitely. They were just doing their normal, what they would do probably when they were there, when they were alive, they were there in church doing their thing. Well, what's one thing that you wish more people understood about this entire world of paranormal? That probably a lot of people have it and they don't want to say anything. And it's happening that people are more open about it now. And you feel, I feel more open to being able to talk about it. And I don't take it personally as much as I used to when people react negatively, but I just wish people would be more open to it. It's not scary. It's, it's, it's all around you. It's always all around. It's around everybody, whether you want to tune into it or not. So I just, especially for kids and things, just to be more open to it. I feel really bad that kids are living in this fear and afraid to talk about it in fear of being teased in fear of their parents freaking out, you know, that kind of thing. I just, I think it needs to be a little more mainstream because it's out there. There's a lot more people that have it than you think. (laughs) I appreciate your openness and I think it'll give people a lot to think about. So thank you for, for being so open with this. I know it's a topic that not everyone has heard about or talked about. And that's why I was like, so glad I could come to you and just ask these honest (laughs) curiosity questions. Right. All right. Well, we're hitting up against time, but I always end my episodes with what's one question women should be asking themselves more. One question women should be asking themselves more. I would say to, (laughs) are you letting your freak flag fly? (laughs) Because whatever is unique about you, 
is what's special about you. And that is a lot of times where your gifts are. So don't be afraid to be different because that is where you're going to find your happiness a lot of times and your authenticity. So let it out there. Let it go. (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much. Happy Halloween. Yes. Happy (laughs) Halloween. (laughs) Thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at at Whitney Woman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.